feel led to do one more recording. One more recording. Proverbs 19, Christian Standard Version. Better a poor person who lives with integrity than someone who has deceitful lips and is a fool. Why does it feel like I read this same line at least 20 times? <laughs> Proverbs can be very repetitive at times, but hey, whatever it takes to get the point. All right, even zeal is not good without knowledge, and the one who acts hastily sins. Or who is hasty with feet. A person's own foolishness leads him astray, yet his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth attracts many friends, but a poor person is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who utters lies will not escape. Many seek a ruler's favor, and everyone is a friend of one who gives gifts. All the brothers of a poor person hate him. How much more do his friends keep their distance from him? He may pursue them with words, but they are not there. The one who acquires good sense loves himself. Mr. Good Sense. Have I ever eaten Mr. Good Sense? I don't think I have, other than there's this guy there that used to give me free cookies whenever I made a delivery for them. The one who acquires good sense loves himself. One who safeguards understanding finds success. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who utters lies perishes. Luxury is not appropriate for a fool, how much less for a slave to rule over princes. A person's insight gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. A king's rage is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is his father's ruin, and a wife's nagging is an endless dripping. I'm going to say that one more time for those that didn't hear it in the back, in the back pew. A foolish son is his father's ruin. A wife's nagging is an endless dripping, like a dripping faucet. A house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. It goes that prudent word again, a providential, a wife that is able to see things ahead before they happen and really is careful and very uh, prudent in her decisions and careful about where she goes, where she, what she wears, what she, who she hangs out with and how she spends her time, how she spends her money, her resources. Prudent. A prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness induces deep sleep and a lazy person will go hungry. Which is why I'm about to get back out here and pick up some more folks. The one who keeps commands preserves himself. One who disregards his ways will die or treats lightly his ways, careless with his ways. I like the word careless a little better here. Verse 17, kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will give a reward to the lender. So whenever we give, first of all, any money that touches our hand doesn't belong to us anyway. 
It doesn't belong to us at all, right? It belongs to the Lord. So whenever we give to the poor, not just money, but our time, our resources, our homes, whatever, to people that are poor financially and poor in spirit, they can't pay you back. Um, just know that the Lord, he will reward you. We, we don't give to get back, but just know that when we do give, God sees it and he will reward you accordingly. Discipline your son while there is hope. Don't set your heart on being the cause of his death. Ooh. A person with intense anger bears the penalty. Penalty. If you rescue him, you'll have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction so that she may be wise later in life. There's a, I can't remember where it says it, but in a, it says somewhere in the Proverbs, in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. I think it's in one of the Proverbs. Oh, man, sorry. Many plans are in a person's heart, but the Lord's decree will prevail. What is desirable in a person is his fidelity. Better to be a poor person than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. One will sleep at night without danger. The slacker buries his hand in the bowl. He doesn't even bring it back to his mouth. <laughs> I have a little note here that now that's lazy. Strike a mocker and the ex inexperienced learned a lesson. Rebuke the discerning and he gains knowledge. The one who plunders his father and evicts his mother is a disgraceful and shameful son. If you stop listening to correction, my son, you will go, you will stray from the words of knowledge. That's why it's so important like every day to spend time in God's word, because that's our first source of correction. And the more you study and read God's word, the more you understand his ways and what he's saying and what he's speaking. At least in my personal experience. And then also having good, wise counselors in your life that can speak into your life. And just correct, provide wise wisdom and correction for when you're offing or thinking or yeah so especially in the world today where it's easy to surround ourselves with yes men who are people who are going to tell us what we want to hear rather than tell us the truth even if it hurts even if it's going to hurt you or yeah hurt your feelings do it in love you know but I I'm I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. One of the biggest biggest things I struggle with is correction. I struggle with accepting correction, and a lot of times I try to avoid authority. Partly because I I lack trust for, of authority, and over the years I have like this lack of trust. It takes a lot for me to like trust people to begin with. Um, and it's more of like this trust if like they're really, really for me, like if they really care about me or really. Yeah, before I can like receive. Correction from you or receive any type of like. 
word of wisdom or knowledge, like it helps for me to like actually feel like you're were you're in like you actually care about me. Because if I don't feel like you care about me, then like why would I even listen to what? Like how do I say it? Yeah, like a rebuke or a correction. Because I've been rebuked before at times, and I didn't feel like that person really cared about me. Like they really, um were praying for me and they wanted to see me win, you know? And honestly, I could be wrong here. I could be wrong here. I I don't think, I don't, in my personal opinion, not everybody, you don't have to receive rebuke or correction from any, or just anybody. Like the ultimate source of correction is from the Lord, of course, from his word. But then like the people in your life who built trust over time and who've shown that they actually are for you and they care about you and they pray for you and they're in your corner, those are the ones I'm more likely to like receive correction and rebuke from, you know? So something I'm still wrestling with this whole concept of rebuke and correction and receiving correction and trusting authority. Yeah. Lord help me to improve, like be better in these areas. Verse 28, a worthless witness mocks justice and a wicked mouth swallows iniquity. Judgments are prepared for mockers and beatings for the backs of fools. Ooh. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then we'll shut it down and get back on the road. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. But remember, night is here. I don't know why he said that, but remember. It's random. All right, anyway. By contrast, the person who indulges in foolish living isn't doing himself any favors. In reality, he hates himself because foolishness leads to ruin and perhaps an early grave. When government is acting justly, the only person who needs to fear a king's rage is the one who does wrong. If you fail to discipline your son in the home. He'll pay for his lack of self-control outside the home, maybe even by his death. Don't hate your child by neglecting to intervene in his life. We can plan our schedules as much as we want, but only what God has declared is guaranteed to take place. God did not create us and redeem us to live a plotless, purposeless existence. And that's good news. I don't know many people who are content to live and die and have on their tombstones. Joe was here. We were made for greater things than to occupy space on the planet. God has a calling for you and me, and the beauty of it is that our callings are tailor-made for each of us. In the same way that we have unique fingerprints and DNA, we all have unique callings. Don't settle for a paycheck, a house, and two cars. That may be the American dream, but God has a dream for you that is bigger. Amen. The Lord's decree will prevail, so seek him and his calling for your life. Young people need to know that their parents have a God-ordained role. A child's first obligation is to his parents, not his buddies. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this word. Help us to be those who show kindness to the poor 
and know that our rewards always come from you. We don't give to get back from that person or just to get back from you, Lord. We just know it honors you and brings glory to you and know that everything we have that's in our hands and our wallets and our purses, or whatever you got, whatever you carry on your satchel, your, your bag, man bag, whatever, yeah. Fanny pack comes from the Lord. And your Bitcoin wallet, <laughs> crypto wallet, whatever, comes from the Lord. Uh, help us, Lord, to not be lazy. Help us to know that we may make many plans, but Lord, you, your plans always prevail. Help us to, yeah, once again, listen to counsel and receive instruction so that as we grow older, we'll continue to be even wiser. Help us to uh, those that are parents, help us to wisely counsel and correct our children, even us fathers that are co-parents, not in the home with our kids at all times. Lord, help us to be wise about that. Help us ultimately to always fear you, Lord, because, because we know that's the beginning of wisdom and we can rest well at night knowing that you are on our side. You are for us, not against us. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Amen. All right. Now I got to get going. I'll holler. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus, you gave me